My name is Erica Hess, and I am an artist, advocate for the arts, and the creator of I Like Your Work podcast. When I reflect on my story, I realize we have different stories from different seasons of our lives. For me, right around 27, I went into what I think of as my second story. The story when you've made it past your early 20s and are rounding the corner past or possibly right smack into a quarter-life crisis. At 27, I had just graduated from grad school, and honestly, that was as far as I had planned my life. I had come from a really small town in Ohio, gone to college, and leaving my home state to go to Boston for grad school was a huge accomplishment, but also really as far as I thought ahead. It was 2009, right after the market crash, and there were literally no jobs. So I decided to move to one of the most expensive places in the world, New York. Without a job or an idea of how I was going to get a job, I moved to Brooklyn. I was lucky that my partner at the time knew the area and we found a really great place to live. I was going to bizarre interviews like being a cigar girl in a steakhouse and I'm really embarrassed to admit this, bartending school, which never panned out for me. So my luck started to turn around and I found this cute little boutique kids art school to teach at. And then I started working as an artist assistant for some amazing artists in New York. And then I taught myself website design. Soon I was able to get my own studio and I should have been happy. I moved to the quote-unquote art capital. I found a way to support myself. I had a great partner. I worked for wonderful women who were also connected. I even had a studio and time to paint. But the truth is I had major anxiety. Um, You know, my body ached. My head always hurt. I hated designing websites. Um, I was coping by drinking and partying way too much um, at night. So yeah, I just found that I was really unhappy. So like a lot of super unhealthy people who are drinking and partying, I did what we do and I try to offset it by eating organic. Ha, right? Um, (laughs) So in our apartment, I had gotten into growing vegetables. So I decided to apply for a small grant to make a comic book that would illustrate organic container gardening. And I got it. I used the money to travel to Asheville, North Carolina to Woof. Woofing is the worldwide organization of organic farms. Basically, you can live and eat for free in exchange for working on the farm. The plan was to go to Asheville, work for a month or two, and then head westward or go back to New York City. In hindsight, this was my very unconventional escape route. I didn't know how I could leave New York. Where would I go? What would I do? I mean, here I was, art capital. What's next? I felt like I would have to to have a reason to go. And where would that reason really come from? So sadly, a week into working in Asheville, my uncle, who I was really close to, died. So I took a Greyhound bus all night to make it back so I could make it to his funeral. It was a really tough time for me. Um, It was a low point. I was crying a lot. I didn't want to go back to Woofing. I didn't want to go back to New York City, even though I felt like I should. And it was at this point where I really started to tune in to my intuition. It was like the universe was saying to me, just pause, sit for a second. Don't rush back to New York, back into what you were doing. Just sit. 
And the fact is I am not a sitter. (laughs) I am very much action oriented, which sounds great. But if you're constantly running, you know that you're going to completely exhaust yourself. So I sat and all of a sudden out of nowhere, I got a gig painting a mural. It covered all my living cloths. I was able to sit a bit longer. And then out of the blue, I get an email from my undergrad professor to apply to an amazing job at an art school. They were looking for someone to travel. Yes, what I wanted to do and talk to art students. Yes, sign me up. And I knew I was supposed to apply to this job. So I did and I get it. And I was psyched and I moved to a state without any friends or family. I'd never even stepped foot into this state. While I loved my job, this is where the universe had brought me to sit, pause, and confront fears I had never dealt with because I'd always been so busy trying to make it in New York City, so busy trying to make paintings, so busy just trying to put all the pieces together that I didn't have that time to sit and reflect. So it was in this place of stillness, of doing a lot of yoga and meditation, that I confronted the fact that I wanted to have a family. And this was a really hard thing for me to wrap my brain around because of two reasons. I had to confront the taboo of artists don't have kids, which is totally untrue. And the biggest one, I had to actually make myself vulnerable by admitting this. I'm from a single mom and my dad was a really intense person who would swing between praise and literally disowning me. And it was through that, that I had learned not to rely on my partners for anything. So by admitting I wanted a family, I would have to put myself out there and rely on someone else. And this was the biggest fear of mine. What if I rely on someone and they leave me like I'd been left before? I worked on myself emotionally. I worked on my vulnerability. I worked on knowing myself and I ended up finding the perfect partner, but that was not overnight. I came to a point where I was able to have respect for myself and respect for the person I was dating to state where I stood, to not waffle back and forth. Oh, well, maybe this, that no stood in my truth. I wasn't going to try and fix someone else. I was not going to try to adapt to who they were. I stood in my own space and was true to who I am. I leaned on them, not in an unhealthy way, but in a way that led to closeness and security. I now have two wonderful kids. They're amazing. They've changed my life in so many ways that I didn't anticipate. The insecurity I had in my 20s has faded and has been replaced by a different form of being, which is joy and responsibility. I've entered my third story where there are new challenges and definitely new ways of being vulnerable. By sharing my story, I've realized a couple of things. First off, how amazing is it that we have so many stories? I mean, we have so many ups and so many downs, and it's beautiful that we get to have this human experience and have them. Secondly, how happy I am that I went through those really, really uncomfortable times of confronting fears, of being honest with myself, and that by wading through the instability, I now feel grounded. My dream is that when you go through a moment of instability, of not knowing what you're going to do, you know that you are not alone. 
Not only have others been there, but we all have a guiding sense to help us. I know you've tapped into this, even if it's just a little, because you are listening to this podcast. Please keep being vulnerable in a productive way and allow this to connect you with others. This is one reason I started the podcast, I Like Your Work, to connect with artists, to build community, and to create dialogue around our strengths and fears. Thank you so much for this time and space. I am so grateful to have been part of your day. Thank you for listening. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time. Thank you.